Hello once again, Porch Project fans and listeners. Uh, we are here this week uh, again, just Wes and myself. I'm, I'm feeling Holding like down the fort. We're we're the we're the ones that they just left up the wall <laughs> to fight the fight while they safely escape. <laughs> But uh, we're we're here. We're gonna we're gonna go over uh, something I I think is uh, very crucial in a believer's walk. It's something that we're called to do, but also something that there's a lot of confusion around. And and so we're gonna talk about baptism today. So with baptism, we see. Uh, we see this a lot in all churches um, where a person uh, and water has some kind of combination to that and um, usually happens after they proclaim Jesus. And so as somebody new maybe to... Um, to Christianity or just checking this out or trying to figure out, or maybe somebody who's even old uh, to, uh, or not old, I feel like that was a bad thing to say, somebody who's seasoned to Christianity um, might still have some confusion around baptism in general. And and so tonight, hopefully we will clear that up and uh, and, and give some uh, hopeful, helpful advice, I guess, with that and, and the reasonings behind and why we should and what it is and all that fun stuff. And so the reason, uh, the main reason we even do baptism as believers is because Jesus did it and commanded it of us. Um, and and he was, wasn't the first to get baptized um, that was something that his cousin John was already doing, um, making a way. But when Jesus did it, it was a little different. And so he calls us to be baptized following um, our salvation. It's something that we should do. I think the purpose myself uh, and, and and biblically, the reason for baptism is we have just made this um, personal commitment, surrendering to God. And so baptism is this public display of an inward choice. And and we have to go public with that. It's not something that we should we should be hidden and, and keep to ourselves. It's something that we, we need help with, that we need to grow in. Um, and other believers should be there to help and support us. And so that's that's what it is. It's a public display of that. If we look, it's a little bit different with Jesus during this time frame. Um, if you look in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to and do you come to me? 
But Jesus answered, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus was baptized immediately, he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Wes, did you have the Spirit of God fall on you like a dove when you were baptized? There were no doves flying around <laughs> in, in Pelzer First Baptist Church that day, but I do think, uh, though it may not have been an audible voice, I do think there was an, uh, a murmuring of, I'm well pleased. I do think I do think that part happened that day when when I was baptized. So. Or was it more a thank God from from the immediate family? <laughs> well, that part had already occurred when I was when I was much younger. But uh, yeah. the 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 pleasing part to God happened much later in life. Yeah, and as far as baptism goes, um, when you were baptized, I'm assuming that. You had never properly, or I say properly, I won't, it's not putting it on them, but you had never truly been baptized in the correct way. No, I had. I got I had. you. Okay. So from that, from that, when you chose to get baptized again, what was the purpose behind that? What was. So that's getting into a little bit of the testimony of my life, but I was. And I think I may have even talked about this in our introduction to the Porch Project podcast, but I was baptized as a child probably around the age of 8 or 10. Truthfully, I don't remember. But at that age, I just didn't have the full level of understanding that I did later on in life. Obviously, you grow and mature and you come upon new realizations, but from the age eight on, as I did grow up, I made some questionable choices and decisions, and it just led me down a pretty pretty poor path, honestly, and there came a point in time where I knew that I had to make a change, and at that point, that's when I had the, the full surrenderance of my life or that's when I gave full surrenderance of my life to Jesus. That was my point of salvation. But then I never really followed through with my next step, which is baptism, until several laters, or, or several years later. So fast forward, Hannah and I were, were together. We were engaged. Uh, we hadn't been married yet because uh, we got married in June, but in February of the same year, one thing that she and I did together was to be baptized. So what that meant for us was just kind of signifying that the old is gone, the past is the past, and the new has come. So not only were we new creations in joining as, as one flesh in the, the holy bond of, of marriage, but we were also signifying that we were new people, new sons and daughters in Jesus Christ because we had put all of those 
things of the past behind us and we were raised from the water to that new life that, that Christ had in store for us. I got you. Well, and before we get too far ahead, um, because I do want to, I do want to speak to that. Uh, the the purposes in getting baptized, um, but before we get too far ahead, I I'd said something about the dove, the spirit coming down like a dove, and and I I want us to to be very specific on baptism in general. When Jesus is baptized, the spirit of God comes down on him like a dove. Um, God speaks. Um, talking about how he's pleased with Jesus and we we have this whole um, thing happen in front of other people who were set to be baptized. From our standpoint, um, we, when we're baptized, we don't have this great moment where the Spirit comes down. I, I feel like there can be some misconception in that. There are uh, stories, as we see uh, in Acts, where uh, I believe it's Stephen, if I'm correct. Um, he goes uh, to a town to baptize, or maybe he was the one who went to the town to lead people to Christ. And then Peter and John came to the town um, to baptize, and they received the Spirit in that moment, um, in that that was done for a specific way so that uh, the disciples could, um, I, I guess, be uh, a piece of authenticity with that salvation. Um, and so we have that. But from our standpoint, as far as the majority of believers are believers, people who are coming to accept Christ, when we accept Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit in that moment. And baptism is this public display, like you said, Wes, of a decision that we had made to leave the old behind and to walk in a new life. That decision to surrender to God, calling Him Lord, I think is when we receive the Spirit. It's not during baptism. In my opinion, baptism is that public display of that decision that we have made because we have died to the old and we're resurrected like Christ in the new. And so in that moment, we've received the Spirit. Again, baptism being dunked under the water is that, that visual, that public display of that, dying to the old as we go under the water, Coming above is that resurrection and new. And so I, I want to be clear that, yes, when Jesus was baptized, the dove, you know, the spirit came down like a dove and rested on him. But it's not something that we'll see in our lives. But we can follow in the display that he patterns for us. And what I mean by that yeah. is... is we believe in baptism by immersion. Yes. And the reason for that is if, if you continue reading that same passage that you were referencing earlier, Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, there's a lot that you can unpack 
just in this first verse, but it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. So he, he obviously went to a river. He went to yeah. a body of water. If, if we were going to, or if, if John was going to sprinkle Jesus or something like yeah. that, then you yeah. know, he probably just could have poured a glass of water over his head and, and called it a day. Yeah. But instead, he went to a literal body of water so that he could be fully submersed in that water. Yeah, and and we see that as well, you know, in the verse 16 where it says, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water. So he had to be down completely right. in the water. He's not, he's not just like you say, getting a cup poured over his head. So we do believe in submersion. Um, yeah, I mean, when I when I read the Bible, I try and read it as literal as I yeah. possibly can. Yeah. So just given the context that we are given in this passage, that is the conclusion that we that we come mm-hmm. to that it is yeah. baptism by submersion. And another thing that I kind of want to talk about in the importance of baptism is just what Jesus modeled for us. Now, you do have to do a little bit of studying, and then you have to do a little bit of background research and and things like that. But if you read, it says, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan River. Now, that distance is approximately 60 to 70 miles. So you you have to think about that. Jesus's primary mode of transportation were his two feet. So yeah. he walked. Jesus made the cognitive conscious decision. One morning he woke up and said, I'm going to go be baptized. And then he set out on a journey of 70 miles that could have taken him three or four days. But that, that, symbolism of baptism was so important to him that he was willing to do that. He was willing to go through that process. He was willing to walk that journey of 70, 60 to 70 miles to be baptized by his cousin. So baptism to a Christian is incredibly important. Well, and, and we also see with that timing wise as well, Jesus did, Jesus was already surrendered to the Father, so he didn't he didn't necessarily have to uh, do the sinner's prayer as we had talked about uh, because he had never sinned. But this is when Jesus starts his ministry. This is his first action when he starts his ministry. He hasn't um, picked any disciples yet. He he hasn't necessarily preached his first sermon, um, though there was some teaching in the temple that he had done, he, he hasn't really started this ministry until this point. From our standpoint, after salvation, that's when we start our ministry. We start this path with God. We start walking towards this purpose that God has given us. And so we should make this our first step right. within that ministry. So as just as Jesus does with making it his first step, we should do also. I'm not saying it has to be directly after in that moment. Um, you know, that Although same it day, be. it could be. Um, I, I've, 
know many who have preached sermons on the banks of rivers and then all of a sudden here they are in the river baptizing. I'm sure that if Pat was here, he could probably tell you many stories of cold uh, West Virginia water baptisms. Um, But you can do it that way, but this should be our first real step um, or real action that we should take after we have received Jesus. Um, the other thing to add to that peace that we see and, and the purpose in that and why we should even be baptized in general, if we go to Matthew 28 and we look at the Great Commission, Jesus is telling this to the disciples in uh, verse 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. So God or Jesus is telling the disciples that this is something that we should be doing. We should be baptizing. Yeah, it's a spiritual activity that we're called and even commanded Mm -hmm. to take part in. And even if you don't want to go that deep into theology or whatever the case may be, from a simplistic standpoint, as the evangelist William E. Orr would say, from a from a simple, simple approach, you have to think about who Jesus is. He's our Savior. He's our Messiah. He is the Son of God. All of those things are true. But he also called his shot, kind of like Babe Ruth mm-hmm. did with the with the bat pointing towards the outfield wall. He told the pitcher that he was about to hit the next pitch. You know, he was about to hit a home run on the next pitch, and he did. Jesus kind of did the same thing thousands of years before. He said, I'm going to come to this earth, I'm going to die, and then I'm going to come back to life. He called his shot, he pulled it off, he rose from, from the grave, and he rose from the dead. Any person that is able to do that, I'm willing to follow and... If he says that I need to go be baptized, I'm going to go be baptized. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's take a break on on that that moment and that point. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about when baptism, um, because I know there's a lot of confusion about when and and the why, I guess, behind that. Let's take a break. Hey, y'all, this is Pastor Wes. We would like to invite you to come sit on the porch with us. If you have any topics, any questions, or anything that you would like to have us discuss or that you would like to hear us talk about, please send that in to us. You can contact us either through Facebook or email, or if you have our direct phone numbers, feel free to reach out. We'd love to share those thoughts with you. Hey, youth leaders, the evangelist William Orr here. Are you looking to do something this fall with your students? Well, have I got the thing for you. Go check out fusionconferences.org. We have a conference coming up this October. Registration ends September the 13th. It's $40 for students and $25 for volunteers. If you can't quite make it this fall, we also have one coming up in the spring. But check out fusionconferences.org to find out all the details. Welcome back. Uh, as we were speaking right before we went to break, Wes, 
we talked about that purpose. So some people think they only have to be baptized once, which I, I'm. Let me rephrase that: that people should only be baptized once. Um, that that there's no other reason to be baptized, and and there's not really a good answer for why you should. I know you said you'd you've been baptized a second time. Um, what what do you think as far as uh, baptism goes, and and why we should be baptized again, and and things like that? Well, I, I don't I don't want to be offensive by any means, especially to other denominations or people who do have differing opinions other than mine, although I am confident in backing up my opinion in Scripture, which is what we've already done. But if, if you're talking about baptism as a, I'll use the, the term child, I was a child when I was first baptized. A lot of denominations or people believe that that baptism can occur as even even as young as a baby and in my opinion to me that that moment is is it's for the parents more than the the child it it just is and i know that's really easy for me to say as i sit here without any children but to me, baptism for an infant, it doesn't mean anything no. for that infant no. child. It is, yeah. you know, you, you have a baby dedication ceremony or, or service or whatever you want to call it. It's it's for the parents. It's exactly. for mom and dad. It's for the grandparents. Yeah. And I, I think there's a difference there, too. And I, and I do want to just say with that, there, in my opinion, baby dedication it's one thing. Right. Baby baptism. Totally different. It's totally different. So, like, when, when I was initially baptized as a child, and, again, I don't remember if I was 8 or 10 or, or how old I was, but I just did not have the proper or appropriate level of understanding as to what I was doing. I don't really even remember what my motivation in being baptized was at that time other than I guess I could just attribute it to growing growing up in church uh you know I was I was in church very early on in life and it was just something that I'd always seen happen it was just a a special service that I had seen occur and I don't know if I wanted to do it just because or if I wanted to go swimming that day or why but to me, it just did not have the same meaning or intentionality as Jesus' baptism did when he made the decision to walk 70 miles to be baptized by his cousin. You know, there are obviously tons and tons of differences between Jesus and myself, but as I grew up and as I gained understanding and, and things like that, that's when I realized that I needed to go through with believer's baptism. And that's when I knew that I needed to be buried in in myself and in my sin so that I could be raised in the likeness of Jesus and continue on as a new creation on a new journey that he had prepared for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I have, I was baptized at, 
again, I'm kind of like you. I can't remember the the time age wise. I was I was younger, um, but I do know it, it. For me, there was a true decision to follow Christ, and then the baptism followed. Um, I, I believe that there are a lot of times where we do make true decisions to follow Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I don't want to discredit yeah, 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 yeah. children by any means. Like yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I know tons of kids that have been <laughs> baptized and it, you know, I'm not taking the stance or position by any means to say that, that their decision was equal to, to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I wasn't saying that. Um, I, I just, I, I wanted to just say that sometimes, or excuse me, I wanted to speak specifically to mine was that way where there was a decision made. I might not have fully understood baptism and and everything that went along with that, but for me, there was a decision made. There was a turning point. There was a change. And I think for a lot of people, even if you've been baptized multiple times, that there was that the first time. Uh, not excuse me. Don't excuse. Me. I don't want to say first time because I feel like that means that the very first time. But there was a time in 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 that number of baptisms where it was a true surrendering, and you do have a believer's baptism. I think as well. Excuse me. That you can also have um, a secondary baptism if you have backslidden or if you have. Um, fallen away I, that you can be baptized uh, again I, but that again speaks more towards the person it's not yeah, necessarily I a mean, public thing Christianity but I think, is, is all about your personal relationship yeah. with Jesus Christ and only you and he can appropriately gauge where you stand yeah. so and, some people need not go through that that second yeah. Act. Yeah. I, me personally, I just knew, uh, based on my relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. that that was something that He was calling me to do. So yeah. that you know, I, it, it's it's kind of like a, a foul ball. I, yeah. I hit a foul ball. I yeah. didn't get it right the first time. Yeah. So He was calling me to come back, do it again, yeah. so that I could get it right. Yeah. Exactly. You had a, a conviction. A is conviction. What it was. Yeah. To do that, and um. Not to put words in your mouth because I don't want to do that um, because I I wasn't, I'm not a part of your, well, I mean, now I guess I'm a little bit of a part of your story. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But But, um, in that that story, the second time was the conviction that you needed to do it. It was more of a, was it more of a rededication? Do you believe that you were truly saved at that younger age, or do you believe it was more of that rededication piece? Well, see, the the, and, the and difference is mine isn't necessary, necessarily. It's not black and white. Well, no, it is. It, it's it's just not. Uh, what's the word? Like it's not. I'm 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 blanking on on the word here, but my salvation occurred probably five years 
before I took that next step. I got you. So, I understand what you're saying. Right. It, it wasn't immediate. It was it was um, over time or whatever. Right. And then you had that conviction. Yeah. I I wasn't necessarily trying to point to whether you were rededicated or not, but I wanted to say that there are people who do rededicate their lives where sure. they've backslidden and they've they feel like they've gotten away, and then coming back, they want to have that public admission that listen hey i failed and i was away i was i was never unsaved i was never away from god and god still had me but i want to rededicate my life i want to resurrender my life because i started making choices on my own and followed my desires and now i want to say that hey i'm going to follow god's desires and so i want to do baptism again it's not necessarily a believer's it is a believer's baptism in the sense that they are believers. However, it's not that after salvation baptism. It's more of this rededication baptism where we're rededicating and we're also telling the church as well and our family as well so that, again, they can come along beside us and say, yes, they were living their life in this one way, but they're making this change now and they're focusing on God now and we want to point towards well, that. Well, and it doesn't, to me, it doesn't even necessarily have to be per change and, and what I mean by that is when, when people do make the decision to be rebaptized, there are multitudes of reasons as to yeah. why they would come to that decision. And to me, I go back to that relationship aspect or that, yeah. that relationship piece. You hear all the time about people who are married for 25 years and on their 25th wedding anniversary they make the the choice or the decision to plan some big extravagant trip to Maui yeah. or wherever the case may be and they'll have a, a beachfront ceremony where they will renew their wedding vows yeah. now in that moment when they renew their wedding vows, it's not to negate the wedding vows yeah. that they took 25 mm -hmm. years previously, or it's not to say that the, the marriage vows have expired or run their course or anything like that. It's just a choice that they want to make to show the world their love for one another. And if, if people, you know, progress in their faith and age and time passes by and they come to the decision that they want to be baptized again for a similar yeah. reason because they want to display their love for Christ and, and things like that. Personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Do I think there's a need for that? Absolutely no. not. Yeah. You know, if if I took my wedding vows on June 8th, 2013, I'm not going to need to repeat those wedding vows 20, 30, 50 years down the road. Yeah. It's the same with baptism. When When I was baptized that second time, that solidified my believer's baptism for the rest of my yeah. life. And again, my my story is a little bit unique. Yours is different than mine. Mm -hmm. Your baptism yeah. occurred years and years and years ago, yeah. but it's still as valid today yeah. as it was then. Yeah, and and I, I'm, that's why I wanted to kind of bring that part up because I think there can be confusion in that where it's like, well, did that person not do it right the first time? Did they not go through the believer's baptism like they did the first time? And so, as you were saying, yes, they might have truly done the believer's baptism then when they said it was, but it is this re 
kind of like the renewing of the vows where it's it's not necessarily something that hey we're doing this again because Jesus has commanded us to do it 30 times or you know whatever the case but it's it is something that we personally want to do or desire to do or have a conviction to do um but I do think that that is different than believers baptism I think believers baptism is something that should be done I do also want to add too with that that we should desire to be baptized. We should want to be baptized. And we should want to do it because Jesus has commanded us to do it. But there are situations where sometimes we just we can't do baptism. As we see um, somebody on their deathbed who accepts Christ, um, I, I don't necessarily carry around a portable baptistry um, where I can just go ahead and baptize them right there. Um, But it's okay. And in the same way, we see that through the story of the thief on the cross. He accepts Jesus, surrenders his life to him while he's on the cross. He has no time um, to get baptized. He has no time to tithe and do all this stuff. Um, There's a, a great sermon, I can't remember the pastor's name who does it, but he talks about that thief on the cross and he, he kind of explains that. And, and I think it's an awesome sermon where sometimes we get so caught up in these, these steps, like I have to have this step done and this is my checklist. Sometimes it's not about that, but we should have a desire to fill that checklist because that's what Jesus did, and we're followers of Jesus. Right, and I mean, I've I've seen similar things and heard similar stories and sermons. You know, I, I heard a, of, of a man who was terminally ill. You know, he was probably 95 years old, literally lying on his deathbed in the hospital, and he made the choice to give his life to Christ, and he wanted more than anything to go through with this believer's baptism that we're talking about. Like you said, it's not like, they're necessarily readily available, but but the nurses and the doctors in that particular hospital had the the thought, and they literally took like bedpans and wash rags, and it was it was uh, a raw baptism because they they were essentially wringing wet wash rags out over this man's head. Yeah. which is different than than what we're than what we started off talking about yeah. with with the, the submersion. submersion and yeah. things like that but but that man's baptism is just as valid yeah. and just as meaningful and just as important as mine was although in his particular case it looked a little bit different yeah. based on his circumstances. his circumstances yeah yeah and and that's the thing i i think you know, we, we have a guy who, who actually attends our church, and he's, I don't know how old he is, he's, he's probably mid-40s, and he was saved very early on, and he went years, literally 20, 30 years without being baptized. And as he grew in his walk with Christ, he realized that he yeah. needed to take his next step of baptism, and he was baptized as a 40 45-year-old man yeah. uh, here at our church, and, and that's something that we were privileged enough to be able to witness as part of, of his, his story. Well, um, yeah, and, and my uncle was the same way. I, my uncle and myself, we were baptized on the same day, same type scenario. He was already um, a believer, but just never gone through the baptism 
aspect of that, and he believed that that was his next step, and, and so he did that. And I, I think that, um, you know, there are, there are those times where it has to be. And even in those moments, that doesn't mean for for someone who's out there who's who's already working in a ministry and all that and then comes to a realization that, like, oops, I didn't do it the first thing. I don't want us to think that like God's gonna rain down fire and brimstone on us. Well, right. Us, I, we we do but, need to to clarify that baptism is not salvific. It no. baptism does not save you, and you do not have to be baptized to yeah. be saved. Yeah, you don't. But it is an important thing that you should do. Yeah. And why should you do it? Well, because Jesus told you to exactly. do it and because Jesus modeled it and because mm-hmm. Jesus displayed it. So if he was willing to go through it, then we as followers of him should be willing to go through it too. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't mean yeah, that, yeah. that if you're not baptized, you're not yeah. saved. Yeah, like, again... When we choose to surrender to Jesus, our name is written down in the book, and it's not like with a um, an asterisk beside it, waiting for our baptism to uh, to happen, so that that asterisk will go away. Like when we're saved, we're saved. This is completely um, a public display of that choice to surrender to Jesus as well as a choice that we can make. Um, and I, and I think to clarify that a little bit more, there is that believer's baptism is, is more specifically what I was speaking to when it is that public display of an inward decision that we've chosen to do, not necessarily a baptism that happens later in life, um, because of whatever purpose or whatever desire, there, but the believer's baptism to me, it's it's not um, necessarily a command by God that you've got to do it within the first, you know, thirty days of being saved or anything like that. But it is something that because we are followers of Christ and we want to walk in His likeness, then we should be baptized. It, it should be a desire for us. Um, it should be a want to for us. And um, like I said, as far as other baptisms go, if we're looking at believer's baptism, it, it should happen with salvation. Rededication of life. Um, baptism. I, I've, I've known people who have been baptized because, uh, like myself, they couldn't necessarily remember the date or the time and and it really bothered them, and so they were baptized so that they knew what day it was that they were baptized. Um, and so that kind of stuff like that, that does come out of um, a, a desire or a conviction um, for whatever reason. Well, and it, you, you, have to, you have to have that desire, and you have to have that surrenderance to Jesus. There are people who... You know, just just as many people who get baptized for the right reasons and the right motives, there are people who get baptized for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And what happens is they walk out of the, the baptismal simply a wet center. Yeah. So baptism, it's it's just a personal symbol 
of, of your acceptance and following of Jesus. Um, it doesn't have to happen at a church. It can happen in a swimming pool. It can happen in a river. It can happen in a mountain stream. It can happen in the ocean. What we would encourage you to do is evaluate your own life, evaluate your own testimony, look back on that time when you were baptized. If you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you did that for the right reason so that you could be buried and raised in the likeness of Christ and you are a new creation and the old is is factually gone and the new has come and you are on that journey of following Christ, fantastic. That is That is great, great news and we are happy for you. Or if you're questioning your baptism and you don't know if your motives were right and if you don't know that your reasons were pure, think about that. And if there are steps that you need to take or retake or redo, reach out to one of us. We would love to have that conversation with you. It's very, very easy to fill up the baptism here at the church. It, It it's not quick by any means. It takes, <laughs> no. it takes about three hours. But uh, if, if anybody who is listening to this podcast would like to be baptized, we would love, love, love to make that happen for you. So I hope you all have a great week. We'll see you next week. God bless.